<laughs> Welcome. I, I'm Mitch Reynolds. This is Lacrosse Talk PM on WYZM. News Talk, 1410 AM, 92.3 FM. Thanks for joining us here this afternoon. And you can do so on the Better Hearing Center. Talk and text line at 608-785-7914. We're also on Facebook and Twitter. And you can send me an email, Mitch at 1410WYZM.com. Uh, Facebook Live, too, relatively soon, if we're not there already. But it's uh, it will happen. And using that, you'll be able to tell what sort of mischief and mayhem we're up to within this studio this afternoon. Again, the Better Hearing Center talk and text line is 608-785-7914. If you are on Facebook Live, you've noticed that uh, Blue Replicant is in her proper place, sitting right in front of the camera. Uh, coming up in about 20 minutes from now, we'll have Lacrosse Assistant Chief Rob Abraham. He's going to join us at uh, about 4.30 or so. We'll talk with him about things that are going on and take your calls as well at 608-785-7914. Uh, I, owed, um, I, I owe you, listeners, Something that I teased for two hours yesterday and never delivered. So we're going to do that coming up after, uh, in just a few minutes, uh, it, it, to refresh. And I, I frankly, this might bomb because I have no idea how interesting these things are. But uh, as I mentioned uh, a week or two ago, I went and spoke to a, a class in at Holman High School about um, stuff. And um, this is their criticism of me. These are letters of criticism that I have not read yet, um, and Rick has picked out some tidbits, um, hopefully, that are probably show my brilliance, but more likely um, display my uh, uh, how much of a train wreck it really it really was the whole the uh, afternoon class. But we'll get to that in just a minute. Uh, we were Rick and I were talking, and Rick has disappeared because he needs to go. I think he needs to go get. Um, he's got a boiled egg. He's going to eat. We were talking about the proper ways to boil an egg, and um, I'm not. Uh, I, I, there's there's like there's a couple different ways that seem that everybody swears by just to get the perfect boiled egg. Um, I tend to do the. Uh, you start with cold water with the eggs in the water, bring it to a boil, and then turn it off when it reaches a boil, and then leave it for ten minutes. That's, that's my process, and as soon as you drain it at 10 minutes and, uh, and immediately dump ice in the pot, that's how I do it. That seems to work out really, really well. Rangers? Okay. Um, there is the uh, some other ways that you should do it, but I've, I've found that uh, older eggs work the best for uh, getting a good boiled egg. I just want to go on the record as... Uh, Saying um, that in terms of uh, egg boiling, I don't know, Rick, how'd you boil your eggs? Do you have it? Did you have a? You got I a, boiled the water, okay, and then I threw the eggs in there. You put the eggs in the boiling water, and then I did a bunch of other stuff, and then I forgot that the eggs were, and then I turned the stove off. And have you have you had one of these boiled eggs yet? Yeah. Okay. Was it green? No. Really? And the shell comes out pretty easy as long Does as you it? break it just right, which yeah. I didn't do now, so it's going to be just super annoying. Why is it that... And then I put them in the fridge. Like, I dub the water out yeah. and put them in the fridge. Like, almost 
immediately after they're done boiling. So you had the non-scientific, completely negligent uh, process of boiling eggs. I put salt in the water before. Makes the water boil faster. What did you say? To boil it, the the water will boil faster that way. Gets to boil. Okay. What do you? Yeah, you put salt in the water. The lower the boiling temperature, boiling point. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, that's uh, Rick's completely unscientific, negligent way of boiling eggs. Uh, how's it going over there? Terrible. Yeah. Just terrible. Yeah. Doesn't look good. Looks like you're really struggling. That's the worst. Yeah. I'll be here a while. Okay. Well, while Rick uh, peels his boiled egg, <laughs> I think I don't know. My process works pretty well. I think. Just, but I find that it's important to have an older egg. Feel like the older eggs work better, and some people say. And Rick Godley gets farm fresh eggs, which are, I'm told, not as good in terms of boiling eggs. So I guess it just. I mean, it kind of depends, right? He's he's over there destroying his boiled egg right now, but I'm gonna let him. I'm gonna let him do that in peace. He's at some point he's gonna get frustrated and whip the thing across the room. Yep, here it comes. Here it comes. All right, six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four in the Better Hearing Center. Uh, Better Hearing Center talk and text line six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. If you would like to, and uh, again, Lacrosse Assistant Police Chief Rob Abraham is coming in here in a little while. If you have questions for him and would like to send them to me ahead of time, please feel free to do that on the Better Hearing Center talk and text line. That uh, can work pretty well if I get the questions ahead of time. Um, then we know where to go in the in, focus the conversation in terms of. Um, uh, whatever crime courts, law enforcement, whatever it is, you you can send me that um on a, as a text on the Better Hearing Center talk text line, or just leave it on Facebook or anything else. But uh, we'll we'll come back and do that. But we we first we're gonna get a little look at these very critical evaluations of um of when I spoke in front of that uh, classroom. Something I promised yesterday and. I have no idea what they are. I haven't read them, but we're going to do that, and we'll come right back right here on Wisdom. Waking up to a cold hose is not fun. It's even less fun when your repairman is hard to get a hold of or takes forever to get to your house. Jim Stingle from a... This is Wisdom. I'm Mitch Reynolds. 608-785-794. Note to self, get rid of the Kenny Loggins. Um, if you would like to join us here on the air, it's the Better Hearing Center talk and text line. You can uh, either call in or text in at 608-785-794. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, had to, I have a guest in my house. So I, have to tur- I had to turn my air conditioning on today. We were just having this conversation, Rick and I. Rick does not ever turn his air conditioning on because he doesn't believe in it, which is totally reasonable. I've got um, one of the most interesting examples of dudes who don't use air conditioning, and I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but I'll say it anyway. Doug Farmer, former city council member and, like, all-around good guy, uh, does not believe in air conditioning or has just never had it put into his house. And so he's – he. I, I think I'm – Doug, am I allowed to say that? I mean, if, I, if I'm not, um, I'm sorry. Yes, right. I love turning the air conditioner on, but it's it's kind of like turning the heat on. I'll try to hold out until 
as long as possible until I'm just sweating all the time in the house. Sure. So yeah, right. I haven't turned it on yet. Yeah, no, but it's not. I mean, I have really... a dog too. So, but she goes. The basement's super cold. Yeah. So she goes down there. Yeah. We just typically we just go in the basement. If I don't have guests, I just I typically just had hang out in the basement. But the first year I had my house, I didn't know how air condition. I didn't. I never had air conditioning control. Yeah. You know, I, right. before that I'd live <laughs> in a room like with a right, right. whatever someone else's house. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I'd turn it on when it was hot out and turn it off when it was not hot out. And by the end of the month, I had a $300, like, electricity bill or whatever. I was like, okay, what, what the, you know, and then I asked my parents and they're like, yeah, you either just leave it on or you, you leave it off, essentially. Yeah. So, yeah, there's no back and forth. It's unfortunate, but. Unless you get one of those, like, portable you, that you can wheel around and you just wheel it around with you wherever you go. But you got to stick the vent out the window. So, but if you're just in like one room, you could just like huddle up in that yeah, one room for I, summer. You have like a, you should have, and this is one of those things that I don't have in my house because it's just, it, there's too many different spaces. But um, you can have a cold spot. You have like a cold spot. Right. And, and that's like the one spot where you have, you know, maybe it's your, your, the bedroom is the air conditioned room or one other room is the air conditioned right. room. You could do that pretty easily. Yeah. It would just make sense to like, bring the tv and a couch down to the basement and just camp in the basement for the summer and then you yeah absolutely save all kinds of money <laughs> save all kinds of money pretty much 608-785-7914 if you'd like to join us here on the air 785-7914 i i um all right let's uh so i, I want to pay this debt because this is something that i i promised yesterday and we didn't get to it and i'm hoping it's just they're not awful but uh, I had uh, I had a class full of students, uh, high school students uh, that I spoke to in Holman a week or two ago. Uh, they sent me a essentially are, these are essentially reviews or I don't know what they are, frankly, because I didn't I haven't read them yet. But Rick has gone through and looked at them and, and found anything that was. So you, you talked at the personal criminal issues class. I did. Omaha. Yeah, I did. I did. There's uh, people doing, uh, kids doing, um, young adults doing, uh, nah, I don't know, whatever they are. With, with Mr. Sepich? Sepich. Is that how you say Chris, that? Yeah. They, and they do, uh, they, they do individual research projects that are like, you know, guns in schools and. Now we've um, had letters one other time, but have we had, have you done this more than one other time? No. Where you talked to a class? Well, I've, I've talked to other classes. This is the okay. first time that I've ever gotten. A, a review. Well, and, you get, these are addressed to you, so to speak. Yeah, that's a different kind of thing because in the past, or in this particular class last semester, different group of kids. Same um, teacher. Same teacher. Okay. They just wrote about me. They and, critiqued and handed it to him. They they more or less did like a movie review that you would read on yeah. line or something. And, and they so, were they're, so they're, they didn't know it was going to you. No. Yeah, and they were they were pretty. There was some bluntness there. Yeah, it was hilarious. Yeah, it was pretty funny. These. <laughs> They, uh, they 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 were written as if you were going to read them. Mm. So right. unless you're the president, you can just rip on people in front of their face. Yeah, uh, these aren't. That. <laughs> I and I I am going to read them. It's not that I'm not going to not read them. It's just that uh, I haven't read them yet because I want them to be fresh, and I wanted Rick to to have a first crack at them. And I just took a green highlighter to yep. the high low lights. I can't remember. I feel like there's more positive than negative here, though. Oh no, really. But Mr. Sepich starts it off. I'll just, you know, and he's... He's the teacher. He kind of gave... He wrote his own little critique. Yeah. But, uh, and I read this one right at the end of the hour yesterday. But uh, what he wrote, one sentence, uh, what you brought to the Holman High School is enlightening and ent- entertaining. And in parentheses, he put, with some information. Yeah. Which is really, doesn't that really kind of... that That's that's this show. 
Well, you want to be enlightened <laughs> and entertained. And if you can get any bit of, like, if it's all information, yep. nobody's going to listen. No. So, yeah, you just, like, squeeze in the one propaganda piece right. that you wanted to get right. across yeah. into the enlightenment. Oh, and I did, too. I got in some propaganda. I was full-on propaganda mode. Now, do you want these all to be anonymous, or should I read, like, first name of the letter? Why don't we go first name uh, okay. only? Because uh, I don't want to, uh, yeah, I, let's let's just do first name. These, are, right. these are minors, mostly, I think. <laughs> right. So we um, I'm going to say that one had a lot of highlighting, so I'll put it back. All I don't right, know what it yeah, said. But, yeah. um, this is Nick. And I just highlighted. So if I would have did this yesterday, I would have known what my random highlights were because oh, okay. I just highlighted key points here. Oh, okay. Um, I think I always knew that everyone had bias, but I never knew how hard it really was not to incorporate it into my project. So they're oh. all doing projects, right? They got projects, research projects. So yeah. Nick's got some bias when he's doing his project. Uh, and he said he still found himself swaying one to one side or the other. I, and just as it, and that's that that that's kind of boring, actually. Rick, Rick, so. Well, I thought there was. I think there was a theme here that I was. Yeah. So and, and let me just explain because I, I talked to them about bias and how that seeps into all of our. When you're in the media, no matter what you're doing, it, you can't help it, but it's always there. It's we all have some sort of bias, and when and people in news tell you that they don't have a bias, they're lying. Uh, because it, it it exists, and the, our only flaw is not admitting it exists. And so, and and it it comes to light in, in a lot of different ways and a lot of different reporting. The classic one, and, and I talked about this yesterday, as a matter of fact, is the thing of background with guns. Anyway. And I think I think when I was doing these, and and maybe his was one of the the later ones, is I caught the theme of bias, and. And I just thought, you know, there's bias and there's also opinion. I felt like maybe they, they weren't okay. differentiating. All right. But anyway, uh, Ben, he writes, uh, I also did not get a chance to tell you that my dad is actually a huge fan of yours. Oh, wow. So, like All I right. said, these are two cool. positive. Yeah. Um, what do they really think? What did that really say there? My, so let's, let's, instead, let's, why don't we interpret what they're saying? Well, I mean, there's more to what he says. He says he listens to Lacrosse Talk PM every every single night when he's coming home from work. So he knows that because his dad it angrily bangs the steering wheel, <laughs> throws that, the phone at the throws the phone angrily oh, wait, bangs the steering wheel. He was going to call in. I don't know. He I, only I know knows why. that because his dad is so angry every night. Right. And what he but hears. He did say, "I really enjoyed having you speak to us." Um, right. yeah. I didn't highlight all that. Right. And, so this no. is so we go opposite on all these. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, here's one that, like, Cooper isn't going to want... He probably would wish to remain, remain anonymous. Because mm-hmm. right at the end, after he blowhards how great you are, at the end he goes, plus, anything's better than listening to Sepich all class. Oh. So. So I was just a step above. Yeah, yeah anything's yeah. better. Like, anything. Literally anything. So you're yeah. the bottom of the totem pole. So it was, like, either... Stepping on Legos or listening to Mitch Reynolds for an hour and a half right. or whatever it was. Better yeah. than listening to the teacher. Wow. Uh, Ethan, last sentence of his letter. I also heard you say you play basketball. Definitely email me back when we can, and we can get a chance to hoop together sometime. Get a little game going. Make sure you get the guy's number. Yeah, he didn't put his email in here. So we got to get game going. We got a game at five a.m. Tuesdays and Fridays at the Alaska Y. So yeah, I mean, five a.m. Show up right before school. Show up. Get up before school. Come play. Let's go. He said. He also said here too. When you talk about things, I can tell you really like your job and and, and like what you do. I don't wait like what? I don't know where he's getting that. <laughs> what the hell is that? 
Now, Liberty, she signed off her letter, best regards. I don't, do people wow. do that anymore? I don't, is that a thing that Best you regards? Best regards. I don't just, like, I go regards once in a while. Yeah, these Sounds are like the a best. Best regards. And I highlighted a whole bunch of stuff here. So, oh, boy. Uh, just oh, random boy. sentences. All right. Uh, I also kind of want to listen to talk radio now, which is a sentence I didn't quite think I'd be saying at age 17. So whatever you did there, I don't, <laughs> you got her to, you got liberty to I'm recruiting to. listeners. Uh, yeah, we I, get them, we try to get them young. We get them in uh, so that they, uh. Now she didn't say your show. Just no, no, just sorry. <laughs> uh, she said, uh, I knew deep down. It was there, but I never really took the time to think, wow, I do have bias on different topics. Yeah, back to the bias thing, back to the prejudice. And uh, at the bottom here, it seems silly to have to have to plan out your entire life when you literally are a teenager. So, probably like uh, your college, a couple of people refer to your college um, experience, which My, is... Which I, told, we'll hit, I tell we'll people, hit. and I tell people this, I, I, don't, I don't make any, I don't hide this, I don't make a secret of this, that I've, I've dropped out, I dropped out of five colleges. And um, I and I tell kids that because they I need them to know that that for them and I, I try to get my kids to understand this as well is that you can you can fail at something and do it repeatedly <laughs> and still wind up okay if you call this state of being okay. Let me get, give give me one more. You got one more. Uh, Taylor says uh, I think you're really funny and interesting to listen to. You. <sighs> Whatever. Wow. Uh, I thought it was funny because you said you dropped out of so many colleges. Yeah, that was me. Yeah. After listening to you talk, I would really consider listening to your radio station because it was very interesting. I learned a lot. Yeah. Well. All right. Well, they clearly knew that they were writing to me. So otherwise, they would. I mean, this one is more. like your speech was beyond great. Amazing story. What? How you became a journalist. You should become a personal social issue yourself. You'd be the best of the best. I don't know what that means. Wow. You should become a personal social issue yourself. I think I am, actually. Yeah. I think that people would generally agree that it, the, the train wreck of Mitch Reynolds is probably a personal social issue. And everyone liked your chicken story. Like A couple <laughs> people referred to the chicken story. Like, yeah. I think I told that story on the air. Yeah, I did. Yep, you That's, did. Yeah, okay. All right, uh, we take a quick break. We come back. L- Lacrosse Assistant Police Chief Rob Abraham is in the studio. He's going to join us uh, for a while. We're going to talk about uh, some things, and um, and we'll take your calls and comments on the Better Hearing Center talk and text line at 608-785-7914. Little news, and right back with Lacrosse Assistant Police Chief Rob Abraham. Right after this. Panel practice is kind of fun sometimes, but it can be hard work. Hey, it's my turn. I need to practice, too. Hey, I'm Kenzie. I'm Jesse. Hi, I'm Caitlin. I'm Alex. Peeler, drawing criticism from the real vice president, Dan Quayle. 26 years ago, 1992, yesterday in lacrosse. I'm Brad Williams. The Crosstalk PM on WIZM. I'm Mitch Reynolds. Thanks for joining us here this afternoon and this evening. 608-785-7914 is the Better Hearing Center talk and text line. Call in or talk, call in or text in. Either way, you're in on the program at 608-785-7914. The Cross Assistant Police Chief Rob Abraham is in the studio with us uh, for the next uh, day and a half or so. No problem. We'll do a marathon uh, uh, session with the Assistant Chief uh, here in the studio. Uh, if you're on Facebook Live, you're noticing that he's wearing his Logan Rangers shirt, representing representing Logan Rangers. North shirt. side, yeah, North side, baby. 
Uh, I, you know, it's funny because after um, I, after the kids go through and you're done with the going to their games, you you wind up with these shirts, right? <laughs> you are the whole collection. Yeah, you got. I have a bit of a collection of Lone Rangers mm-hmm. shirts that I that are constantly in rotation still, which is yeah, you know, it's fun. Uh, thanks for coming in. Appreciate it. No problem. Thanks for having me in. Absolutely. Um, I since you were here <laughs> last. I think we, which was last month, there, uh, and we, we were talking about snow last month. Yeah. And then Rick and I just had this conversation about turning on our air conditioning. Um, but last month we talked about the whole, the whole parking ordinance thing. And since then, uh, draft rules have come out for emergency parking, snow parking, all that kind of stuff. Won't have to worry about this really until November, but the city council is going to vote on this next month. Yes, it is uh, coming to council next month. Are you solid on what on what these rules does it is it are you satisfied that these are easily enforceable by your department and um that that the the people in the city of La Crosse will eventually come to understand should we have a snow emergency what that is? You know, I I th- I think yes. Um we tried to to provide input that was common sense. Okay. When you look at uh, what we just went through and the the current um, language on the books, really was unenforceable. Um, so it was really just trying to get people to comply. And uh, so we, we really went back to square one um, with our recommendations and talking between the police department, the street department, you know, police from an enforcement standpoint, how can we um, do enforcement correctly? Mm-hmm. And then how can streets get their job done as far as clearing streets? So really you know and then having the city attorney look it over so i think staff has put together a a pretty good uh solid common sense ordinance that should be pretty easy to understand you know we we really started from scratch on on all of them and and we actually rewrote the original um night parking ordinance as well just to clarify the whole odd even yeah, right. and, and made that yeah. even a little more understandable so so someone pulling up the ordinance should be able to read it and get it uh the the part about uh if there's a 12 inches of accumulation of snow everybody's got to get the cars off the streets was the 12 inches your was whose idea was that first of all i think it was just a number that we came up with um that's basically snowmageddon uh (laughs) you know that's not gonna happen right Uh, right you know and and you know i think that that may um cause some concern maybe among council members, but I think what uh, we're willing to point out and going to point out to them is that in a lot of cities in Wisconsin, once a a snow emergency is declared, or once they have any snow, you cannot park on the street at all. Um, We thought that that would be hard to enforce. Um, So really in looking at what we could do is is say, okay, between, I think we, we made it, between 6 p.m. and 6 a.m., mm-hmm. you have to remove your car. Yep. As soon as the street plow comes through on one side, then you can park on that side. As soon as the plow comes through on the other side, then you can legally park on that side. You know, we've made it, I think, user-friendly, um, clear and understandable in, in that sort of snowmageddon emergency. And, um, you know, it, that is a new, new part, but that was kind of our uh, attempt at this whole monster that we tried to fix here in april where you know virtually you know there's 
night par- uh, alternate site parking 24 hours a day, and it was completely a mess. What What is the argument that you're anticipating in relation to the the Snowmageddon rule, the 12 inch rule? Is it that there's just gonna, there's no place to park, or what What is the what's the main argument that you're anticipating? Because I know you you anticipate arguments. I, I think it will be you know where where are they supposed to park? Okay. Um, you know, a vast majority of people do have. Um, garages, driveways, things yep. of that nature. You know, you could park in a city lot. You could park in a city ramp. Um, there's areas over in the campus, you know, off of Myrick Park and things like that there. You know, we would be able to to identify what would be called snow emergency parking areas. Oh. Um, and have those available. But for the most part, this is, you know, when you have this catastrophic snow that we need, that the city needs to get off the streets. Okay. When was the last time we had 12 inches of snow? But, you know, it's it's the it's those crazy times. If that happens, we need rules in place to have it. And I, honestly, you know, I mean, that's only if the the superintendent wanted to declare that. Right. Yep. Let's just say there was there was 10 inches of snow. Then we would we revert back to the normal night parking that's on the books um, between November 15th and March 15th. Um, basically that would automatically trigger in. So nothing new for the for the the public other than the fact that they have to understand and know that hey, night parking's in effect again because we have snow for the fifth time in April. Um, and there's it's no secret how how this works. You know, it's the same thing between November fifteenth and March fifteenth. Just go back to doing what you normally do. Um, so that was kind of the easy fix there as far as coming up with a solution for that. Um, the street superintendent still wanted something in there for this catastrophic snow removal. Lacrosse Assistant Police Chief Rob Abraham, you aren't you going to start? Weren't you going to start booting cars at some point? Um, the state has passed the law uh, authorizing municipalities to do that. Uh, you will see an ordinance coming through probably this summer um, authorizing the city, actually the city adopting that state ordinance okay. or that state law. Um, so we are looking at that. That that is for. Habitual parking violators is what the state has termed them, and that is if you have accumulated five or six citations and they're more than 60 or some odd days old or past due. So basically, accumulating tickets and just ignoring them, that's probably going to be a bad idea because you're going to come out, you're going to find a boot on your vehicle, or uh, we'll have the ability to tow it and impound it until you pay the citations. Okay. And so uh, there will be obviously... The, the charge that goes along with booting the car as well yes. as the citations. Yep. All right. the, the state law allows for an administrative fee for placing that boot, removing the boot, uh, or if if the if the alternative is to tow it, the tow fee and the administrative fee that goes along with it. So I guess the bottom line is, you know, if you have small standing parking citations, come down to the police department. We'd like to get those cleared up and off the books. And... Um, We'd like you to park legally. You'd like people to pay their tickets, is what you're saying? I think, I think that'd probably okay. be all something right. fair. Uh, what ballpark? What would be the? What's the cost? The administrative cost, the boot cost, all that stuff. How much do? You, how much do you think it's going to be? That I don't know. We're still actually this week. We're talking with a boot company. Um, unfortunately, the state was short sighted, in my opinion. On um, they they actually made it say that it has to be a boot. Our preference was these. Uh, they're big plastic things that go over the windshield and uh they basically what? yeah they suction cup to the windshield really and then you can <laughs> run a credit card on it and it will automatically release because you'll it'll say okay you run a credit card you owe you know 
$78 in parking citations. You can run your credit card, it would release, and then if you didn't return that device, the police department would then, you know, we give them two days, the then hell? they bought the device as well. <laughs> but we can't use that device because the state uh, actually put into the language that it has to be a boot. Okay. I've never heard of this thing. I, it just, it seems so, um, I don't know. It seems so um, Judge Dredd, I guess. I'm not even sure what it seems. 608-785-7914. If you'd like to join us here on the air, 785-7914 in the studio with Lacrosse Assistant Police Chief Rob Abraham. If you knew that you'd spend so much of your job uh, dealing with parking, would you have ever wanted to become the Assistant Chief? <laughs> Actually, it's been a new challenge. It's been kind of exciting. I started out my career doing parking. Yeah, um, that's right. You know, yep. for three years. Uh, I was doing parking enforcement, so it's kind of come full circle. I started out, and I think I'll probably end it, end it like that. <laughs> is it, how much of your job, honestly, how much is it? How much do you do? How much of your day do you spend dealing with parking issues? Yeah, so technically my position is funded part police and part parking utility. Okay. So I think they have me at... Uh, maybe four or five percent parking utility, but that's mm. not even close mm. to what I'm yeah. putting in the parking utility. Huh? Are you obsessing about it a little bit too much? Are you like trying to? Are you trying to make it a little bit? I'm. I'm not obsessing about citations and things of that nature. I what I have been obsessing about is making the parking ramps as clean as possible, as user friendly as possible. Um, just a good, safe overall experience in those ramps. And I think we're, we're really starting to make some headway in there. We heard from some of the merchants in Market Square that they felt that the, the Market Square ramp was as clean as they have ever seen it, um, was the email that they'd sent really? to, to Jim Flotmeyer. And, you know, that's a credit to him and his staff and, and what they're able to accomplish. But it, if there's any obsession, it, it is with just trying to make those ramps very very user friendly and nice for people to come to and and you get a great deal parking in our ramps you know you go to chicago go to anywhere you're paying crazy money to park there and people still try to try to rig the system because they can only get three free hours in lacrosse lacrosse talk pm on wyzm i'm mitch reynolds um would you put that we got paul's got a question for you and this goes actually back to the uh, the booting of the car thing uh paul go ahead you're on with the assistant chief yeah, hello, Assistant Chief. I was wondering, you had mentioned the possibility of tolling as well, and would you be able to charge a storage fee for the car that was towed? Yeah, so the state law is, is pretty clear, and it's actually um, a pretty in-depth statute that they wrote, a completely new statute for Wisconsin, and in that, um, you know, the, the tow company is allowed uh, to charge a daily storage fee as well. Okay. Yeah. All right. And I and again, uh, Paul, appreciate the call. Thanks so much. Uh, um, obviously, we'll hear more about that um, uh, this summer sometime. When we get a better idea of what that uh, what that looks like and how much more people are going to have to pay for not paying their parking tickets. How, you know, many, how many? How much? I mean, how many outstanding parking tickets that we at right now? Is it a lot? A couple million? No. 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 So we had to make a business decision when we. Um, transitioned from our old parking citation system yeah. which had been in a, been around probably 25 years uh, when we transitioned to the new system so we we went back you know x number of years because every year that we converted the data yeah. costs money 
Okay. So, you know, we we could have went back 25 years, but it would have probably been hard to go to Joe Schmo and said, hey, uh, remember that parking ticket you got 25 years ago? Yeah, you still owe us for that. So there was a cutoff point where we, we realized there's, you know, the return on investment wasn't worth converting that far back. I th- The other day, I think we were probably at, oh boy, maybe a half a million dollars in unpaid citations, maybe more. And the late, the last... Um, the oldest one is then how old? Uh, I think we're going back s- six years. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, 608-785-7914. Lacrosse Assistant Police Chief Rob Abraham uh, is in the studio with us. Quick break. We'll be right back right here on Wisdom. The people have spoken. Now you can too. Your calls are next as Lacrosse Talk PM continues after this. It's that time of year. Project time. Maybe you're planning a kitchen or a bathroom remodel. Or maybe you're building a new home or the new home you just purchased needs... All right, Lacrosse Talk PM on WIZM. I'm Mitch Reynolds, 608-785-7914, the Better Hearing Center talk and text line, 785-7914. You mentioned the Rams, cleaning up the Rams, um, safety issues, that type of thing. Um, You know, we have, there's there's a long history of there being people who basically camp out in the Rams. Is that, are we still, are... um, is that still something that has to be policed on a regular basis? We do. Okay. We do police that on a regular basis. We have staff um, that actually works seven days a week um, patrolling the ramps. We have really done a um, those that staff has done a great job of reducing, almost eliminating that. Okay. I'm being told by staff that it's it's getting kind of boring because there's no one for them to talk to anymore. So, and, but so, that's a good thing. So I mean, they've worked; they're working themselves uh, into boredom now um, because you know there's just they're not having the contacts that we used to have, and, and that's exactly what we wanted. There, you know, there's a percept when they see when when the citizens see people hanging out in the ramps, yeah. there's the perception of not being safe. But in reality, when you look at calls for service, crimes in those ramps, it really doesn't happen. Um, okay. Very, very few crimes. The crimes that do occur are people leaving their cars unlocked and then people taking advantage of that, stealing things out oh, of the I cars. See, yeah. That's the most frequent thing that you see in there. Um, but certainly it is not pleasant to have to step over someone. Uh, it certainly is a you know, safety hazard um, as far as getting in and all those stairwells. That's why we we try to be very vigilant in in keeping those stairwells clean, clear, cleared out and cleaned, uh, and then the elevator areas as well. Are you finding as much paraphernalia in the uh, ramps as... As there, because we we'd heard repeated stories about that. Uh, there was some there. It just seemed like it was all the time. There were stories about finding this needle and yeah. that needle, and that, those have certainly um, quieted down as well. Okay. You know, we do track that. The fire department does a good job of picking those up. So they're called in. They track. They have a, a GIS system, uh, mapping system. So they track every needle that they pick up in the city. Hmm. Uh, so th- and the numbers. In the ramps, from what I'm hearing and re- um, being reported back, is that not as much of that activity either. Uh, overall, though, in terms of the... Somebody asked me about this the other day because they, they hadn't heard as much about needles um, 
and uh, you know, picking them up and, and finding them on the street, is, is, does that mean that efforts overall to, um, to, to keep them off the streets is, are, are being effective? You do see a lot more needle collection points. Uh, you know, businesses are installing them pretty much everywhere. You're seeing them now being installed in porta potties. The city uh, and the county have put in these big, huge red uh, boxes to drop off. I, I think there has been a level of awareness, in, in hopefully the the drug users realize that they have an obligation to not just be throwing their needles everywhere. Um, and I think also the pressure that had been put on, and in, in part and thanks to you, um, on the needle exchange, because really they weren't exchanging needles. They were just handing them out by the hundreds of thousands and getting nothing back. So I think that they actually uh, realized that they needed to step up in, in their efforts to try to you know, hand out um, devices to render the needles safe. And I think maybe doing more education as far as safely disposing of those i feel like you just gave me credit for something did that cause you physical pain it did okay. i got a little lump in my throat okay. when i said that okay. you did you scrunched up your face a little bit when you said that so appreciate that uh 608-785-7914 is the better hearing center talk and text line i i know this time of year when i think about and i was thinking about this the other day when all those uh, uh people were down at pettibone you know that that uh Early part of this month is that hot weekend when mm-hmm. there was a thousand people down at Pettibone Beach, mm-hmm. and I, I immediately went to oh yeah needles and you know we got to start thinking about that again because people bare feet, mm-hmm. but I, I it doesn't it, it seems like there's just less of a conversation about that now and and so there's it sounds like that that effort is meaning that maybe we've we've gotten over a hurdle maybe or going yeah, down the other I, side or I don't know if I'm ready to say that okay you know that. You're still finding them. Um, you know, uh, my daughter was doing some cleanup uh, down at the west side of Copeland Park, and you know, called me and said, "There, there's a needle laying out here, which yeah. I do." And we sent the fire department over there to take care of it. So they're still showing up, um, but I do think that people are being better about it, and I do think that there's so many receptacles now in the area to put them in that hopefully people are doing the right thing. Uh, let me get a quick one in here from Justin, uh, who's got a, I don't know if it's a comment or a question. Uh, let's get him on the air and find out. Justin, thanks for waiting. You're on the air with the assistant chief. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. It might be both a question and a comment. Um, cause I couldn't hear the whole conversation as I called in, um, regarding the, so there's multiple moving parts. One of it is, um, you guys having strong enforcement regard with the parking ramps and stuff, but also with the move of the needle exchange out of the King and fifth building up towards uh, Rose or Copeland or someplace there, I believe they're at now. Um, do you think that's also had an impact on the number of needles, or have you seen a, a larger increase of people calling for needles on the north side or closer oh. to where they're at at this point now? Okay, I, that's a good question, Justin. I don't know. Have, do is that is that part of the fire department tracking about like uh, that you would find them more, or that have have they been finding them more on the north side? Well, I'm going to just be a hundred percent honest. I don't know the answer to that question. Okay. Um, but you know, I think that's one of the reasons why the fire department has that that GIS mapping where they're tracking where needles are, are being picked up at. And it would be something to look at and revisit and see if that has changed since the, since the needle exchange location has changed, have the, have the numbers moved north as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I guess that would be uh, important to track. Uh, 608-785-7914, uh, 785-7914. Um, I wonder if that, if they has, if that, 
has changed in that regard, I wonder what that, what is the message then about the needle exchange? I think it's obvious. Okay. 608-785-7914. If you'd like to join us here on the air, lacrosse assistant police chief Rob Abraham. We're going to do some news and be right back right here on Wisdom. Waking up to a cold hose is not fun. It's even less fun when your repairman is hard to get a hold of or takes forever to get to your house. Jim Stingle from Advanced Heating and Air Conditioning can fix any maker model of furnace. Jim has been doing this for over 25 years, so there isn't much he hasn't run across. Because he knows his stuff, he can diagnose and repair quickly, which not only means a warmer house, but a lower repair bill as well. Call it... Welcome back. I'm Mitch Reynolds. Lacrosse Talk PM on WIZM News Talk, 1410 AM, 92.3 FM. Thanks for joining us here this afternoon and this evening in this hour brought to you by Pearl Street Brewery and Lacrosse. Pearl Street Brewery, wonderful people making exceptional beer and keeping me happy just about every single day. Uh, download the free app on your phone. It's quick and it's easy, and you get to uh, get to all the information about Pearl Street Brewery, their events, where you can find the beer, what kind of beers they have on tap now. 608-785-7914. In the studio this hour with Lacrosse Assistant Police Chief Rob Abraham. We actually, uh, we tried something new. Um, he showed up last hour towards the middle of the hour, and we've kind of shifted the hour because it's something that we normally hang out for an hour with the Assistant Chief talking about stuff. Uh, we left our conversation last hour in um, talking about... Um, the state of needles, I guess, was the best way to put that. I, I'm, I, I'm wondering. Uh, we were talking off the air a little bit about there was some overdose conversation there, and I'm wondering um, because there had been an alarming number of overdoses that we've been seeing in uh, in the city of La Crosse. Are you guys still still in uh, encountering those on a regular basis? Yeah, our, our officers, uh, first responders, tri-state, still. I mean, it's probably a daily occurrence. Um, it, you know, we're still seeing overdoses, still seeing, uh, and investigating deaths. So there's a, I would say it's, it's holding, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and I've said it before, you know, if, if it wasn't for Narcan, there literally would be bodies stacking up still. How much, uh, fentanyl, car fentanyl are we seeing, um, that, that as part of this? So right now the, the lacrosse police department is not testing anything that we feel is suspicious whether it be heroin or whatnot we we're charging um based on the other evidence that we have once it goes to over to court and if the state uh district attorney's office wants it tested then we are shipping it out to the crime lab for official testing because we're actually afraid to expose our officers to fentanyl uh i was just at a a training a couple weeks ago Car, uh, fentanyl is becoming almost more popular right now because of the fact that there's a much larger profit margin using fentanyl versus um, heroin. And, and also at that training, and I, actually I was uh, talking with an officer over in West Dallas. Uh, he said that they're starting to see fentanyl mixed in with marijuana and cocaine, uh, which is really really scary um you know obviously no no illicit drugs on the street are you know usda certified but uh, if you think you're smoking marijuana and it turns out you're smoking marijuana laced with fentanyl that's that's really scary 
Well, so uh, what I'm hearing you make is an argument for uh, legalization and certification of marijuana. Does it, did you just make that argument? <laughs> no, what no, I'm didn't. saying is be very, very, very careful. Lacrosse Talk, BMW, WIZM. I'm Mitch Reynolds. Lacrosse Assistant Police Chief Rob Abrahams in the studio with us. Uh, we're going to come right back, a uh, quick break for news, and then uh, right back in the studio. Get your calls and comments. What? We had, do we have business we have to do? Do we actually talk about it, or do we, we just, just listen did. to commercials? We just did. 608 785 We are heading tomorrow for another warm uh, day, by the way. It's uh, 87 for high tomorrow, down to 64 tonight. And then uh, looks like 90s on the weekend. Banking it is. Park Bank in La Crosse, Holman, and Sparta. And online at HelloParkBank.com. Park Bank means business. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. All right, Lacrosse Talk PM on WYZM. I'm Mitch Reynolds, 608-785-7914. Once again, this hour brought to you by Pearl Street Brewery and Lacrosse. In the studio this hour with Lacrosse Assistant Police Chief Rob Abraham. We're talking about police issues. Uh, if you'd like to give us a call, 608-785-7914-785-7914. Also want to get your feedback on the best way to boil an egg. We had that conversation a little earlier. Uh, we'll, um, But I want to bring up something, and, and we just left this uh, a couple of minutes ago. Uh, we're talking about the contamination of, of illegal drugs and fentanyl showing up in marijuana. Not, not real sure why there's fentanyl showing up in marijuana, but, um, there's, you know, potential of, of contamination. I suppose, um, people, drug dealers tend to deal more than one drug. Um, and I joked that, you know, having certified marijuana is a good, is a is an argument for um, legalization, I, and I, obviously this is not something that you'll have a ton of police advocating for. But I, I, I want to ask you this in relation to that, because this, this conversation we're we're hearing more and more about this d- desire for legalization. There's you know there's a I saw um, a petition online um, by a state legislator just yesterday. I think there's a stronger and stronger push. All of the Democratic candidates for governor are have a position that in some way would would lead to legalization in some way of recreational marijuana in the state of Wisconsin. How do you how can you be a part of that conversation as as a representative of a of a police department or can you or do you get involved in that conversation at all? I think you see more of it from Wisconsin Police Chiefs Associations, Wisconsin Sheriff's Associations, they have, you know, people who meet with legislators. They take positions on those. So I think that's where you see a lot of it come out of uh, are basically as a group making a statement. Um, you know, they'll, they'll look to and, and see what's going on and, and some of the pitfalls that have been seen in States like Oregon and Washington and things of that nature where they weren't expecting, you know, the spike in um, drivers under the influence of marijuana and, and how to address those things. So it's, you know, I, in talking with, you know, my chief and, and, and other chiefs around the state, I mean, they think eventually in the next 10 years, 15 years, it's probably going to come this way, mm-hmm. whether we like it or not. You know, police don't make laws. Yep. Um, so it's going to, and you just see this, 
this kind of this tide that has started on the West Coast, and then you see it on the East Coast when you look at a map of legalized marijuana in some way, shape, or form, whether it's marijuana, uh, medical or whether it's medicinal, and it just starts to, to crunch in, and Wisconsin's going to be caught in that crunch. Do you know or do you suspect that with legalization there might be less of the criminal element that's involved in marijuana sales? Or, do you, or is, that, is that too much of a reach? No, well, it, it all the, it's hard to say. You know, before all this legalization, it was certainly controlled by Mexican mafia, those things, you know, bringing that in. Um, and there's certainly blood tied to that. But now I think, you know, what, what you, we hear is that a lot of the marijuana now is coming out of, quote unquote, legal sources. So, uh, you know, the, the West Coast where they're allowed to produce this and then it's, it's just becoming black marketed into, into states where it's not legal. So, you know, in some way, a big problem with all of this is that there's different rules for different states. Yes, and that you know makes it very difficult. Uh, it puts law enforcement in a really tough predicament. I could only imagine trying to be a law enforcement officer on a bordering state where your state it's illegal, and then you go three feet that way and it is legal. Mm-hmm. It it's very tough. It you know enforcing laws on based on lines is is tough for law enforcement. Is there anything else that's similar to that that you deal with on a regular basis with uh, you know with uh, you know because we are a border uh, on a border is there anything that is particularly vexing about the difference in laws between Minnesota and Wisconsin? No, okay. um, I don't. I can't think of anything right off the top of my head. Um, we're very close in similarities with Minnesota. Still, you know, both those states carry the same. I would say. Um, political values and and okay. but i certainly i think uh, from what i see is is marijuana is kind of moving a little faster in minnesota than it is in wisconsin um so it could it could come to that point where that side of the river it's legal to do something like that and this side of the river it's not and uh, a, a little bit of a question coming from a listener on the Better Hearing Center talk and text line, which you can use at 608-785-7914. But I'm wondering, because there are products that will be able to be produced through the state's pilot hemp program, does that do you anticipate any difficulties with policing hemp-produced products in, you know, just because it's, because there's similarities, right? Because it, it's mm-hmm. essentially derived from not the, quite the same plant, but, but very close. Are there any things that you anticipate will be a problem in enforcement when, when dealing with CBD oil, for instance? Anything like that? The only thing I can think of, and, and really we'd have to rely on our canine handlers who are the experts in that, is whether or not dogs will identify on that. Mm-hmm. You know, Because the, the, the part that's missing out of hemp is the you know, the psychological inducing effects of that. Um, so, but I don't know, does the dog know the difference between those two things? <laughs> I, I tried to ask, but he wasn't really <laughs> responding. So we need uh, that, I guess, in my mind would be one thing that we would need to, to talk with our handlers about and, and how that may affect what they do on the street. Speaking of dogs and lacrosse assistant police chief Rob Abraham in the studio, I'm wondering, uh, we talked a little bit about fentanyl and car fentanyl, how dangerous it is for police officers. And I know that there was a scare at one point, 
feel like with one of the dogs and some heroin or something. Mm-hmm. I, I don't remember exactly, but have there been any other incidents like that where one of the one of the drug sniffing dogs was? Um, have you had any other situations, close calls? No, no, we haven't had any other exposures. We did have an exposure um, to where we did have to um, have Narcan issued, uh, administered to one of our dogs, and then he yeah. came around. Other than that, um, he constantly wanted to go to the needle exchange place for about a week after that. Um, but once we got him over that, he's good to go now. <laughs> okay, that's good. <laughs> uh, okay, I'll across the system, police chief Rob Abraham um, in the studio. I've also noticed recently that there has been, and I don't know what has happened, but it seemed like there was a Something with you and the judges every week, or something, or very close to that. It's see, things have been a little bit quiet recently. What's what's happening? They have uh, things have been quiet. You know, I mean, uh, yeah, I just respond. I think like any other citizen when it comes to what I see and hear. And right. Obviously, I see and hear a, a little more things, and I know some of the background. You know, I think the last couple couple comments I've made have been like, "Hey, you know, that was you know a pretty pretty good sentence." Um, Judge Gonzalez yeah. issued a pretty heavy uh, armed felon sentence on that Demon Taylor. The guy is just a career criminal. You know, there was nothing that anybody could do in my mind um, to rehabilitate this guy. He's just a bad, bad guy, constantly uh, dealing drugs with guns. And I think that Judge Gonzalez, you know, did a really uh, nice job, a maximum sentence on an armed felon. And that's really... You know, I had to kind of pick and choose my battles, and and I thought, you know, what's the most harm to the community? Where is this danger? And you know, when you have felons and guns, it's it's a bad combination. You know, we're looking for a guy right now, um, who was involved in the shooting over at Fifth and Winnebago. Okay. You know, he's a felon with a gun. He's on federal supervision for being a felon with a gun. Um, you know, these are the type of people that. There should be no breaks. There should be no leeway. There should be no, we can rehabilitate you. You're a felon. You know you're not supposed to have a gun. And if you get caught, it's going to be the maximum sentence. So I, I hear you say that the not, not, can't be rehabilitated. So are you saying that there are some criminals that are not, they're not irredeemable? I mean, they're, they're, they cannot be redeemed. They're irredeemable. They're not, they're not somebody who, there's just some that you can't, the society can't deal with, or they, we have to stuff them away forever. Or absolutely, really, I, I believe so. Yeah, there are certain individuals who will just their entire life com- continue to victimize and prey on good people, continue to drain the resources of the criminal justice system, and the best thing to do with those people—that's exactly why we build prisons. That's exactly why we have jails—is for those people. You know, I. And that's the message that we have to send. If you're going to be that type of person, don't come to lacrosse because we're going to send you away. So that's the message you, you would like to send. That's the okay. message I, not only I would like to send, but I think as a common citizen, I think, I think we all can agree on that. I think the judges should, shouldn't have our time with that. They're not going to lose a single vote if they go, you know, I mean, being tough on armed felons who commit, continue to commit crimes. I, I don't think anybody's going to say, Judge, you know, you're in the wrong here. You know, Let these people be. 
I don't have an, an example that's not DeMond Taylor, but what separates a DeMond Taylor who is irredeemable in your eyes from someone who maybe committed a crime potentially with a gun and and can be re- re- rehabilitated because those people do exist. Yeah, they, they do. You know, how, well, how do you know that? Who, which which is which? Uh, well, let's see. Um, the felon who's been arrested 14 times versus the felon uh, the, versus the person who has just done it for the first time. You know, kids, um, you know, a teenager, 18, 19, 20. I mean, they're still developing brains, especially males. You know, it takes us like into our 40s before we finally develop a brain that realizes the difference between right and wrong. There, there are some kids out there and that, that have screwed up, have made a mistake. And I think, I think we do a good job as a community identifying those. But then I, you know, and if you can get to those people and turn them around and get them on the right path, fine. If they screw up again, come on. Third time, fourth time, fifth time, you know, then there, there comes a point of no return. It's like, okay, we've done what we could. You had the breaks. Now you're doing the time. You've been around long enough to have watched some of these people go from 18, 19, 20 and, and, and on through their lives. Is there something you can see early? Yes. What is it? I don't know what it is in particular, but I was a D.A.R.E. officer very early on in my career in the early 90s. And it does not surprise me sometimes when I see some of those people who are now adults Mm. um, being arrested, uh, you know, for for certain crimes. And I'll see that name like, ah, D.A.R.E. student saw that coming in fifth grade. That's unfortunate to say that. I think it has a lot to do with, you know, environment. Um, you know, upbringing, things of that nature. Huh. Um, but you know, sometimes you know you can just say, "Oh man, that that's a train wreck going to happen right there." So, I mean, I, impulse control part of that as well. Like yes, somebody in class definitely. that can't that's not going to follow the rules or something. Yes, yeah, hmm. it, that's definitely true. You know, I'm in. We see it. We're seeing it more and more. For whatever reason, I don't know if, if it's just we, we don't hold our kids accountable. No parent is willing to admit that their kid does anything wrong. You know, I have two kids. You know, I get it. Um, you know, I always want to defend my kids. But, you know, if my kids screw up or something, I'll tell them they screwed up and, you know, try to put some accountability to that. I don't know if parents are afraid to do that. You know, I made a comment the other day. I said, I think half the reason why some of the kids are the way they are is because we stop whooping them across the butt, you know, and, and, you know, it's just, I think we've become so, so far to the other way on parenting that are, are we, are we getting what we does, you know, what, what we've created, or, yeah. you know, okay. did we create this monster? Lacrosse Assistant Police Chief Rob Abraham, uh, Abraham, I'm going to use an M there instead of an N. I appreciate you being in. Thanks so much. Thank you. I, um, I don't, I do not advocate, um, beating kids, but, um, well, I'm glad you yes, clarified yes. that. I, don't I, wanna, I, don't, I know I don't there was a get, lot of questions out there. Get that. But you know, parents do parents do have the privilege to discipline their children. Uh, I think sometimes kids try to convince their parents otherwise, but it is in the state statute. Um, there's a bunch of different legalities regarding it, but if you're reasonable and you're disciplined, you are fine. Um, you know. 
it's just once you there and there's a fine line that you have to cross here uh, people ask me that all the time you know what can i do can, can i spank my child yes you can spank your child um at some point it's effective at some point it's not effective um but you know necessarily you don't have to spank you know enforcing rules um you know leads to respect mm-hmm. and then leads to good good quality children who then become good contributors to adult society and not somebody who we have to lock up forever. Or journalists. <laughs> and on that note, uh, there's more to come. Not with him. He's out of here. But with all of you, 608-785-7914, the Better Hearing Center talking text line. We'll be back. Thanks a lot. Appreciate you being here. This is where pressing issues of the day are. Lacrosse Talk PM and WIZM. I'm Mitch Reynolds. This hour brought to you by Pearl Street Brewery and Lacrosse. Pearl Street Brewery. Doing it up every single day. That's eh, not really what they do, but they're, uh, they're wonderful people making excellent beer. Uh, you can download the uh, free Pearl Street Brewery app. Got all kinds of great information on there, including where you can find the beer, kind of beer they got, all that stuff. 608-785-7914. Lacrosse Assistant Police Chief Rob Abraham in with us just a little while ago. We did not get to the question of how is um, he prefers, um, what is his uh, process for boiling an egg, an egg? We didn't get to that. So, meh, you know. Um... Nor did we talk about the, the uh, encampments, the homeless encampments in La Crosse. So, to bypass that as well. Mostly my fault. But, we did hear uh, the assistant police chief talk about the criminals that, um, I guess, just can't be fixed. Wait, where is that? Let me try that again. There, criminals that can't be fixed. There are certain individuals who will just their entire life com- continue to victimize and prey on good people, continue to drain the resources of the criminal justice system. And the best thing to do with those people, that's exactly why we build prisons. That's exactly why we have jails is for those people. Damn! You hear that? Put him away. Rick's over there nodding his head. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Keep them people out of society, off the streets. Damn! He was on fire there for a while. That went on for a while. Talking about stuffing him away. That was after our conversation about... uh, the complications of legalization of marijuana. Was he sidestepping a little bit on that one? On legalizing marijuana? Yeah, on, on mm. marijuana legalization. I don't think he... No, I don't mm. I don't think he cares about marijuana so much. Mm. Other stuff. Yeah, I don't know. What if we just spanked all the criminals instead? <laughs> so... 
So some some level of spanking, like a very a, a, the appropriate level, the of appropriate spanking. level of spanking for a, a career criminal. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. If you'd like to join us here on the air, seven eight five seventy nine fourteen. Wow. Yeah, sure. Uh, I did. It was interesting, though, getting his viewpoint on what we're looking at in, in terms of the drugs on the streets. And I know that for a long time there was so much. We were getting report after report after report about um, you know the the needles and showing up all over the city of Lacrosse and. Things have calmed down a bit, but uh, he says we're not even um, did say that we're not we're not we're not close to fixing this problem yet. Um, and uh, he the other thing he said about Narcan, if if we did not have Narcan, if his guys did not have Narcan, his words, there would literally be bodies stacking up. That's the extent to which they're using Narcan to recover to to bring uh, OD people who've OD'd back around. And that's, they're not, this is not the only police agency in the country that's going through that right now. Yes, Rick. We should have asked him if he wouldn't mind just getting rid of Narcan. Because then he doesn't have to fill the jails up. Is that that like the spanking that you were referring to? That's the hardcore spanking. That's like, that's big time. That's going for it, spanking. Is this Eric? Yeah. All right, let's go there then. Eric, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. Yeah, regarding those teeth, Abraham, it's easy to freeze. Solid dude, as far as I'm concerned. I think uh, if he would run for mayor, I think he would knock out your socialist mayor cabinet in a heartbeat, hands down. Regarding hard boiled eggs, I agree with you about the way to make those uh, 50 minutes, bring them boil 50 minutes, turn them off, let them, let them cook for 50 minutes with heat off. What I do, I put them under a cold tap water yeah. until the water runs cold, then I'll put them in the refrigerator. Yeah. They work okay. up. Every time, that's Thank you. Yeah, no, I think it's a good one, Eric. I, and that's it's a variation of what I'd said, but um, I use I use ice. I t- like to put them in an ice bath right away. I don't know if that were if it helps, but it, it seems to work pretty. And more often than not, I get eggs, and the eggs are always they're never green, which is what the primary thing. I don't like to have an overcooked boiled egg, but uh, that's the primary thing. Um, and more often than not, I got shells that peel easily. So thanks, Eric. Eric, boiling eggs, bring us recipes. I've never had a green like situation. Yeah, you, Is have. That... you have. No, I have. Yeah, you just forgotten about what it. What turns green? Like the yolk? Yeah. Oh, yeah, never had. That's uh what is that? What's that chemical process? It's something that happens. I mean, I don't boil eggs all that often. Like I just happened to have some eggs today. Yeah, you hogged all the eggs. I sold the others. Huh. Wow. Hogged all the eggs. Do we have like in a farm egg supplier? And um, instead of sharing the eggs, he hogged them all to, for himself, which is great. Really appreciated that. That you know, that's 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 people looking out for you right there when they take absolutely all the eggs. It's good stuff. Really appreciate that. Yes, Rick. I gave the other dozen of eggs I got to the farm lady's niece. So there you go. <sighs> For two dollars. Wow. All right. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. There's some. There's something. There's something else that. There's some. You're, you're, there's an angle on that one though. You were. You're working an angle. A condensed MLB game, six to eight minutes long. Okay. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. 
This conversation we were having off the air about how long a baseball game would be if we took out all the standing around. Um, we got uh, number three next. Let's go there. Thanks for waiting. Go ahead, Daron. I was wondering if this was Mitch Reynolds' cooking show. Yeah, we're just, I mean, just boiled eggs. Yeah. yeah. I could do that in third grade. I mean, how good were they though, at, third, at third grade? Well, I worked in the hatchery. Oh, that's true. Right. Well, okay. Right. Anyway, I was wondering before the city fathers give grace to all those people that had parking tickets, yeah. if they ever considered or talked to a collecting agency, could you find that out for it me? Did. Yeah, that was that was actually that had happened, and I don't remember exactly how that went down, but there was some level of collection that went on there. It was. I, and I don't remember. There were some complications. This goes back years, though, and I don't remember exactly how that went down. But um, I, I always thought, you know, anything's better than nothing. Yes and no. I, I would agree with you in pure dollars. If you sell it, you know, if you sell all your accounts to a collecting agency, and whatever they collect, they yeah. keep. They pay you so much for it. If it's five or ten cents on the dollar or twenty, you know, right. anything's better yeah. than a poke in the eye with a bunch. Well, that's that's true. Just about anything. Yeah better having having actually done that i can tell you that uh i would i would agree mostly that i i would prefer not to get poked in the eye again with a blunt stick yeah okay but i was just wondering if you could check to see how far they did look into a collecting agency or if they did use one mm-hmm. that'd be kind of interesting i don't to think know. That, yeah i don't think that they've used a collections agency in recent years but um, uh-huh. I, I know that there had that had been part of the the conversation prior to that so i don't i, I got a feeling they left about a little over a half a million dollars just sitting on the books and tossing them away. Mm. Yeah, again... Of course, again, that's just coming again, from a business standpoint, Mitch. Right. I mean, again, we're, we're still looking at the same problem, though, when you are, you have to, there's a cost associated with, with when, you, when you create an entirely different document, documentation system, there's a cost associated with changing it over. So they would have had to spend just money on that just as well. Just the cost of writing out the tickets would be a lot of money. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's obviously yeah, okay. something. I, well, that ends the epistle. I, well, I appreciate the call. Thanks so much. 608-785-7914 is the Better Hearing Center talk and text line. 785-7914. Um, also on Facebook and Twitter, and um, you can send me an email, Mitch at 1410wizm.com. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Hmm. Where was the other? Oh, we'll get to that in a minute. I, there was another part uh, when lacrosse assistant police chief Rob Abraham was in here last hour. We talked a little bit about a, a few things, a few different things. But one of the things that he said that, um, the, and I'd have to f- find this. We, I didn't have time to locate this again, um, after he left, but he did mention that the needle exchange appears to have been taking their responsibility much more seriously recently in terms of actually being more conscientious about exchanging needles. And one of the things he said was that at, in, originally they weren't exchanged at all. They were just giving out needles. So that has changed. And he actually gave us credit for that, believe it or not, which I found bizarre. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine four. Only because I I don't think they, give, they ever give us credit for anything. Uh, let's go back to the phones. What do we got? Effie, let's go to Effie. Effie, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. Yes. Good afternoon. 
I good afternoon. I I listened to um, Assistant Chief Rob Abrahamson. Abramson. Yep. And I just wanted to say I love his honesty, his integrity, and his value system. I just wanted him to know that there are some people who still believe that a person should stand up for what they do, and it isn't uh, excusing it away with uh, he made a bad choice. Um, uh, uh, I just wanted to, to give him credit about that. Okay, and, well, uh, I, I'm, thank I'm you sure for that he, having him come on. Sure, Hello? absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that I'm sure that he appreciates uh, that, uh, uh, Effie. I think that there's uh, certainly it's good to hear, um, you know, that that uh, people like uh, how you view the world. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four seven eight five seventy nine fourteen. We'll go to Darren next. Darren, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. Hi, Mitch. Hey, hey um, a couple things uh, particular to uh, the concept of uh, you know jails for uh, people. Uh, in our society, building jails, filling them up. Yeah. There's no doubt that we can continue to do that. Um, you build a, a, a prison, especially if it's one that is privately owned, you can definitely find people who will find a way to fill it up and make a profit. We do have other alternatives in, in our society if we choose to um, look at crime and deviance in a, in a different way. Um, and I would suggest that... Um, we are more proactive with keeping uh, crime from happening by front-loading the system with uh, good uh, education, good Head Start programs, uh, aid for women with uh, dependent children, um, after-school uh, you know, uh, programs for kids, disadvantaged youth. I think that that might go a long way in uh, keeping um, those, uh, those jail cells from being filled up at a much greater cost to the taxpayer. Uh, in other words, so prevent their the these this criminality from occurring in the first place, or this this uh, um, the, I don't want to say deviance. That's not, not the right thing to say, but prevent people from from going into that direction, more or less. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, you know, there are statistics out there that suggest that many of those programs are highly effective, but of course, those are some of the first programs that get cut. Yeah. Um, when budgets get tight and when people, um, you know, are screaming for more, uh, you know, tax uh, revenue coming back to them. But again, the cost of incarceration is so high on taxpayers. If uh, it's like that old Fram uh, oil uh, commercial, you can pay a little now in preventative or you can pay a whole lot later um, when it uh, when it falls apart. Yeah, no, it's, it's a really good point. I appreciate the call. Thanks so much. 608-785-7914. And uh, Chris is on. Chris, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. Hi, uh, Mitch. Hey, this is Chris. I, I'm the guy that works out at Holman. Okay. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Uh, hey, uh, Scott Robert Shaw had, a, had a, as I see it, about the Alice training. Yeah. He's got it all right, but he's got it in the backwards order. Oh, okay. You see, now, I, I, you, you're familiar with where the room is, where, yeah. Yeah. you know, we yeah. make your presentations, right. and it's in the 500 wing. If they said shooter in the 500 wing, we're going to block up the place and, and do all that. But they say shooter in one, two, three, four wing, we'll run it. Right. 
And Chris, the, impor- the important part there is, and I, and I, I got to let you go, we're out of time, but the important part there is that every situation is different. And, um, and that no matter what, every, it, it, you have to evaluate each situ- uh, shooter situation on uh, this part of Scott's uh, comment, every s- shooter situation in, within the context of, of where you are and, and what the situation is. All right, uh, this is Wisdom. I'm Mitch Reynolds. The Catholic solution to the health care problem is here. Paying too much for your health care costs? Solidarity HealthShare is a health care sharing ministry which provides an ethical way to fund health care costs while protecting and practicing their Catholic beliefs. Best yet, Solidarity HealthShare members are exempt from the fines and penalties in the Affordable Care Act. For more information, call 844-313-4999. Again, 844-313-4999. Or visit SolidarityHealthShare.org. That's Closing time Turn all of the lights on Over every boy and every girl I'm Mitch Reynolds. This is the Lacrosse Talk PM on WISEM. This hour brought to you by Pearl Street Brewery and Lacrosse. Thanks for riding along here uh, this afternoon and this evening. Appreciate the Assistant Police Chief Rob Abraham stopping by to have a conversation with us. A lot of different issues we didn't get to, including uh, having one police force for all. Lacrosse Metro Police Force. Regional Police something. I'm not really sure what we call it. We'd have to work on the name. I like the rescuers. And then just have one police force. Kind of like one fire department. Thanks and my love to Anna. We'll talk tomorrow right here on Wisdom.